It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar, today we are at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown New Orleans. Let me tell you something about Wayfair. Wayfair is a bar and a restaurant that serves handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich and the bartenders put fine booze into a glass. They have a three-hour happy hour here every weekday from four to seven. I think it's every day, actually, not just weekdays. So you can come here any day you want. Have you guys been here before? This is my guest today, our Amal and Alicia. I only have two guests and they both begin with A. This is true. <laughs> and we had a third person who came here and then his hearing aid wasn't working, so he had to leave. He couldn't hear a thing. That was pretty interesting. We did a whole headphone mic check and he couldn't hear a thing yeah he felt awful i know i felt bad too because they were blasting the guy's head off Mm -hmm. um can you i mean the whole thing's feeding back and he's like no can't hear it can't hear a thing it's terrible that's a real affliction i thought it was a joke you did i thought he was just i thought he was joking for a second but then was like no he's really not no he's really not i know terrible i feel bad for the guy anyway so that's the sound of amal abdul khalik you just heard, otherwise known as AF the Naysayer. And if you listen to the show, you would have heard AF the Naysayer on the show before because this is your 118th time you've been on, right? Oh, totally. Something yeah, like that. I'm a veteran. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't remember how many times it's been. But a few, we love AF the Naysayer. He's a New Orleans based, Los Angeles bred producer of electronic music and instrumental hip hop. That's fairly accurate, right? Yeah, that's, I would say so. Yeah, the naysayers' debut EP, which we had not seen before, no, I mean, no, since no. we saw you last time, no. is called The Autodidact Instrumentals Volume 1. Alicia, yep. how do you like that for a title? I think that's a beautiful title. It is? If I had something to title, that's what I would that's choose That's what to. you'd call for your first album when you make one? <laughs> you have to call it Volume 2 now. You're assuming I haven't made one yet. <laughs> do you play an instrument? No, but I come from a family of people who've always wanted to play instruments, and none of us huh. ever have. But you have a whole family of wannabes. Yeah, it's the half-hearted Ooh. desire, which is very strong in our family. Not <laughs> strong enough to be a full-fledged desire, but... Well, there's no time like the present, right? Is there? I, I feel like... Don't they say like 30 or around 30-ish is the magic age where like you just can't learn things like that anymore? No, you, that's, no, that's... No. Do whatever you want to. Uh, there's no, no limit. No, you teach music, Amal, right? I sure do, yeah. You teach at the something called the Upbeat Academy. Yeah, it's a nonprofit where we take high school kids. Some some of them actually are out of high school, but um, but generally like roughly between the ages of fourteen and nineteen, uh, we teach them music uh, music production, electronic music production, and I make sure they understand like basic music theory. Cause, right. Yeah, I want them yeah. to be able to play the keyboard when I'm done. How hard is it to learn a keyboard? I mean, all the all the things are just sitting there. You just have to push them, right? At well, least you could I mean, learn half that. Of it, half of it's feeling, and then <laughs> the other half is just knowledge of just knowing where to go, like just traveling and understanding the spacing and whatnot. So, like, so how do you, st- Alicia? What spacing? Spacing is your first yeah. lesson. Like, what does spacing mean? Well, just like you know, like understanding how to go from like place to place, like half steps and whole steps uh, to, okay. you know, that you can break that down to learning different scales and building chords from that and learning those scales and fingerings and, you know, it's all, I look at like math, you know, you put it all together and there's formula you follow and you apply that formula, but then there's the art side of it too. And so you can get technical, but you also need to put your own feelings and emotions into it also. So What do you need? Equal? Equal? You need equal amounts of emotion? Of feeling and oh, totally. technique to be. I, I agree. What about if you're starting out, like Alicia? You have no idea how to play anything. Nothing. I you have never no played idea the ukulele now. or anything. I'm in a church choir. Okay, so you well, can, I'm sing. can play I'm my singing. voice. That's, a, that's an instrument. Yeah. Your voice this is an instrument. You have to it's train true. it. It's true. True, but you've never heard me sing, so you don't know oh. how good or how not good that I am. Well, you, you say you're in a choir, so I mean yeah. that that should say something for itself. Yeah, we've got a great director. Um, You'd have to be kicked out of the choir if you couldn't sing, right? Well, it's a church choir, so they tend to be kinder than oh, really? some of the professional choirs. I yeah. got kicked out of my choir when I was in high school. Oh, what did you do? I think it was drug abuse was the issue, but oh. but I also couldn't <laughs> sing in tune. 
So they kick me out. So I would mm -hmm. think they do kick people out of, of choirs, right? Probably. I've never abused drugs during choir, but I do like to have a glass of wine or so before I go. To loosen you up? <laughs> yeah. What sort of a religion is it? It's a Unitarian Universalist. Um, oh, I heard that on the radio. So the UU. What exactly does that stand for? Uh, so UUs are Unitarian Universalists. Yeah. Um, and what don't they stand for? Which is kind of the old joke about UUs. Like, um, like, what do you get when you cross a Jehovah's Witness with a Unitarian? I'm Al. I'm going to open it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Someone who goes around knocking on doors for no apparent reason. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, wide open, the UU. It's a very liberal theology. Well, is God involved with it for a start? <laughs> for some people, yes. So when you, you don't think have of most, to believe in God. You do not. Um, so you think of most kind of mainstream religions, and they start with, like, you have a holy book or you have a canon, and then that those become the teachings. That becomes the basis of your religion. Right. Um, this kind of works from the opposite and has its roots in the enlightenment. What's the opposite of a book? The opposite of a book is your brain, I guess. Um in a way, okay, I want to take back that statement because I think that's <laughs> um, But the idea is you don't start with like, this is what you should believe, now believe it. This is asking, right. okay, what do you believe? And then you kind of, you know, gets more narrow from there. So you kind of start with this whole world, this whole combination of traditions that are out there, and you start zeroing in on the ones that make the most sense for you. Individually, as a part of a mm -hmm. community. Yes, exactly. Um, it's a really good religion for people who might not you know, have any sort of traditional belief st uh, structure, people who are atheists, for example, um, but kind of really crave that church community. Um, but I'm having trouble following what, I'm, what, the, what the common bond is. If, isn't there supposed to be a common bond? So, yeah, the common bond is, is I guess if you want to think of each religion as being centered around a deity, then reason is the deity for Unitarian Universalists. So you don't believe things on faith or on sight unseen. You believe things because you have studied them, because your experience has kind of confirmed that they are true. Isn't that the opposite of religion? Isn't religion based on faith and learning is based on reason? Oh, sure. I mean, I don't know, you know who can come up with a, a catch-all definition of religion that everyone would be happy with. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people will say it's not a religion, and, and that's... That's totally fine cool too. too yeah. Hey, what the hell? It can be anything, right? Anything goes, yeah. So why do they have a choir? What are you singing? Well, that's the thing about choir music is that so much of it, you know, comes from the era where people wanted to sing about God and, you know, choirs right. were kind of based in these churches. So we sing about God and if we sing about Jesus too much, then people start to complain and it's just kind of funny to see like these, you know, old women in their 60s and 70s getting all crotchety. Like, why do we have to sing about Jesus all the time? Um, <laughs> well, a lot of the good music out there is about Jesus. I was just going to say the same. <laughs> There's a lot of great songs that got Jesus in it. Yeah. I mean, they've lasted hundreds of years, or thousands yeah. of years now. Yeah. So, we, we, I mean, we sing about them, but there's also, like, for example, recently we sang an E.E. E. Cummings poem that was sent to music. So that was fun. Here's our producer, Graham DuPonte. Graham, hello. Hello. What? Hello. Can you hear me? I didn't do a mic check. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Mm. Graham, do you know anything about choirs or E.E. E. Cummings? I know a little bit about universal, unitarian, <laughs> unitarian. Why? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did this kind of search for religion when I was about, oh, 25 maybe. And I went to, you know, I went to two Unitarian churches. I went to Presbyterian, Methodist, um, and I, I, and Catholic. I ended up back at the Episcopal Church where, where I you started out. Started out. But Amal, I don't go do you to have a religion, anymore. Amal? No, I you don't. You don't believe in anything. You're totally mm. godless and without any faith. Yes. Okay. I am too. I, I don't go too. to church anymore. You've given it up completely. Gave it up. Yep. It sounds like you could both be Unitarian Universalists. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're welcome to come to my church. Is there a... Join my choir. Uh, Where CC, is it? It's CCU, your Community Church Unitarian Universalist in Lakeview. It's in Lakeview, so you have yeah. to bike there. We do. Now I, I carpool with some some oh. nice people who live in my neighborhood. Okay, that's handy. Yeah. What neighborhood do you live in? I live in the Irish Channel. And you have to go to Lakeview. Oh. Okay, yeah. that is a couple. That's a that's trip. A, yeah. That's quite a, a bike ride yeah. if you're a bicyclist. And I have, I think I've biked it before. Um, takes it out of you though. <laughs> You'd really believe in God if you could make it all the way there to Lakeview, because there's not really an easy way to get to Lakeview from the Irish Channel. That's for sure. That is true. There's no direct line. That is well, true. What got you into it? Into, uh, into, into the sing church? Yeah, singing? Oh, or singing. No, uh, yeah, with the church, did you start off going to the church and then you joined the choir, or did you want a place to sing in a choir? And then well, I wanted to check out the church, and a, a woman, uh, my friend Betsy, where I work, she was a member of the choir. She goes to that church, and um, 
she's like, well, you know, I could find some, this was before I owned a car, she said, I could find some people for you to carpool with, but unfortunately they're all in the choir. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to join the choir then. Because um, the, otherwise I would just be, you know, sitting around for an hour and a half before church started. So the choir has to get there an hour and a half before the practice? Yes. So you do an hour and a half three hours practice. a week, actually. Wow. Yeah. So an hour and a half before church and also on a Wednesday night. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. When, those are the ones that I show up a little, a little tipsy. But Sunday yeah. mornings I'm not. But, yo, you were saying, like, earlier, like, you don't know how well you can sing. Or, like, I don't know how well you can sing, but you're practicing that much. you got to be able to sing. I'm just saying. People have told us we're getting better. Okay. <laughs> so, you, okay. You're totally welcome to come and judge for me. Let's go. <laughs> what instrument would you like to play if you could play one? If I could play, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I've fi- always I wanted to play the piano. I knew be a good question piano. eventually at some point today. The piano. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just saying. That's the easiest one because all the keys are just sitting. Yeah, you, you, can, you, can push, you can actually yeah. just look and see what you're pressing. So. Yeah, and even cats learn to play the piano. There you go. <laughs> and you can take a piano with you now. You didn't used to be able to do that. It's become portable. That's true. Well, like yeah. on your iPad or something. Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean, you can take the you can take a keyboard with you and plug it in, and you don't have to. Ju- you're not stuck like you with could. a baby. Grand. Well, Amal, you're a keyboard player. That's your principal instrument, right? Yeah, you're correct. I mean, yeah, you, you like one around? No. Oh, well, I do have a MIDI controller, which is basically by itself makes no sound, but you hook it up into a computer, you can play things on it. So. So yeah, it's what does that look like? Is that got keys? It has keys. It looks like a keyboard. It looks like a keyboard, but I mean, it makes no sound unless right. you hook it up into a computer. It's That's just cool. is this a controller? Is this a controller? Right, yeah. right, right, right. So Alicia says here, that I'm going to read what. Uh, shall I finish what they told me to read about you, Abdul? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Okay. Why not? Uh, the, so we're going to go as far as your your album, which is called the Autodidact Instrumentals Volume One, which we're going to listen to a bit of today, actually. Oh yes, correct. correct. It can be heard wherever good music is streamed or stolen, and you might also recognize it if you watch BMX on the web or ESPN. Correct. Holy yeah. crap! You're getting royalties from ESPN. Yeah. Nice. ESPN twice. So. Nice. How do you sell a song to ESPN? Uh, you have friends. Uh, you have friends in high places. <laughs> okay. No, my, my one of my buddies. He was the editor for uh, one of the promo videos for the X Games, and he was like, "I'm using your music." I'm like, "Thank you." Wow, nice. Let's take a listen to the one that you will. We'll get through this first, though. and then we'll take a listen to the song that's on ESPN. Oh, okay. How much do you get paid every time they play it, or is it a buyout? No, it was it was a buyout, a buyout because yeah. it wasn't like the way it works. Um, they have a library that they go through this agency and uh-huh. they pick through that stuff but a lot of times music I heard isn't too great so my friend was like I'm just putting this in there and it was a deadline and they had to kind of cool. make it work so they just did a buyout so. but I still own all the rights and everything it just, they just gave me a large sum and it was cool I so. like the sound of that a large sum to use your stuff on ESPN and it also says here that AF is the New Orleans ambassador for Red Bull Music Academy Hey. Whoa! What is the Red Bull Music Academy exactly? Well, it's like a dream school, basically, where they um, they do it once a year. Um, it goes all over the world. Um, like last year was in Tokyo. This year it's in Paris. You get to go to these places? Uh, no, unfortunately, because I'm the ambassador. No, but I just represent <laughs> it. And I'm going to New York City for their. They're doing like a Red Bull Music Academy festival. I'm be a part of that. So you're the New Orleans Red Bull ambassador. Yeah, correct. So this is basically like just trying to get the right people in the communities and areas to try to sign up for Red Bull Music Academy, also inform people what Red Bull Music Academy actually is, and kind of, I'm basically like a middleman between the, um, the Music Academy and the actual Red Bull brand, because the person who's like the film marketing manager may not know, doesn't know the music scene in New Orleans or like Louisiana as a whole, so I'm kind of like the expert of like the music scene to kind of like help out. So they're looking for something more sort of electronic, hip-hop style? No, 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 no. It's, like it's you, everything. Well, you're all over. So you have it's to... All, it's like singer-songwriter right. to like a multi-instrumentalist to producer and various electronic music to and rap. Wh- and what are you doing? Are you funneling music to them or people oh, to them? Oh, no, no, no. It's just like I'm just getting the people I feel like would be the right applicants to apply to the music school. That's so you're like a casting director? Yeah, basically. Sorry. Basically, mm, but okay. on top of that, also like help executing like certain Red Bull Music Academy events. So like they might um, like they have they they usually have a Q and A every year, or they take like a big artist and they'll interview the artist and talk about like their career and the music path and right. stuff like that. Or it might be like a concert or something. So who was it? This who was the last one? Um, 
Yeah, um, oh, this year, on. this year we didn't do, we didn't really do anything this year. Last year, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Janeiro Jarrell. And I mean, he, oh. he came uh, he, he was on our he show. Our show. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to, I went to some night that you guys had together at Gas. Uh, Vibrant experience. My God, that was great. Oh yeah. And he is, he is great. Is he still in, t- in New Orleans? Is he no, he moved to Miami recently. So yeah, he'll be back though. He has a lot of family ties here. So he does. He well, is well, a super well, his wife. interesting challenger. Oh, she's from here. Mm-hmm. Now that's usually what gets everyone to stay. <laughs> family. That's what drags everyone. What you know. People don't like to leave here, so if you marry somebody from New Orleans, you end up living in New Orleans. Yeah, the weather's usually no pretty nice are. too, right? What's that? <laughs> the weather's usually pretty nice compared usually to like apart New from today, it is. Yeah, today's horrible. So let me tell you something about Alicia Cook, C-O-O-K-E. That is correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. We got that right. It says here, you moved to New Orleans three and a half years ago by way of Maryland, New York, Ireland, Niger, Slovakia, and a big old boat. Come on. That's true. You came I'm, here on a boat. Can I just say I'm really impressed that you pronounced Niger correctly? Nobody <laughs> pronounces Niger correctly. What do they say? They say Niger. Niger, yeah. okay. Well, well traveler over here. Yeah. yeah, that's very impressive. Well, I got it from NPR. <laughs> <laughs> I, hear them sa- I hear them say it on the radio. I, I would even be surprised that NPR could okay. get it right. <laughs> Shall we go through them one at a time and ask sure. you about each one? You were yeah. born and raised in Maryland, I assume. I was. Silver Spring, Maryland. Same that house. That sounds nice. Yeah, first 18 years of my life I lived there. Um, I've still managed to move 32 times in my life, despite that. And I don't mean you moving city, but like first, moving house. You spent the first 18 years in the same house. Yeah. And now you're well, about 30, apparently, according I'm, to you. I am. How old am I? You said you're I'm old too enough old to that learn I start to, play to play forget, an and then I have to. <laughs> well, that could be anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm 33. So 33. 33. So how many years is that? 15, 18 to 33, or so 25. Oh, come on. Well, I wasn't you were a teacher I wasn't in the academy. Oh, you should actually, have been listening. I, <laughs> I think it's 15, right? 15 years. So in 15 years, you've, used, you've moved every six months. Yeah. On average. Yeah, on average every six months. And it must be l- shorter than that sometimes because some, I'm sure the... Yeah. L- how, how long have you lived in the house you're in now on the Irish Channel? Now, I've been in there about two years now. You've been there two years. So yeah. that knocks two years yeah. off it. So now we're down to 14 years. So, so now you've moved about... Every four months. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have to then sit down with yourself and ask, like, okay, what constitutes actually living somewhere? And I figure if I got mail when I was there, then I lived there. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So there's like one house. Are you still getting mail? I'm still getting mail because I still write to people. Do you really? Yeah. Um, I sit down and write a note to someone. Well, I write, I have um, five pen pals in prison. And um, mm. they they don't have email. You're not allowed to have email if you're in jail. Prison, I mean. I know Surprisingly, a you're not allowed to have email in prison. <laughs> but you can get regular letters, you I guess. You can get regular letters, and sometimes so I can, can read them, them stamps. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Do people do they get intercepted before they're read? I don't know. There, there's one. So I, I'm writing to, to one person in Angola, and when I get those letters back, they, they write on the envelope, this was not censored. I'm like, well, that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, wow. It's a that, warning. I don't know if that Trigger means warning. you tried. <laughs> what it is means it? they're what? not responsible for your reaction to what you find in the letter. Um, what's your, um, your, you've got one in Angola. I'm a criminal defense attorney. So you have cool. one at Angola? Yeah. And uh, what's what the Graham charge? really does, who she defends. What's the charge? Do you <laughs> I know? don't know. I've never, I've never asked. You've never asked? I feel like if what? people want to volunteer, they will. How'd you um, find, how'd you start writing these guys? Um, people. I don't know that they're guys. They're, they're all guys. They are at Angola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are guys. Um, I feel like you're all putting two two together. Like I'm 33, I'm single, I'm writing to all these men in prison. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't but know you were single, true. actually. I didn't know you were single. Yeah, we didn't know that. But Sorry, I guess I'm projecting <laughs> everything. But in my I'll head. tell you what, though, if you if you want to have a good relationship with someone and not, you know, have them get under your skin, that would be a great guy to date. <laughs> a guy in prison, he's not going to, you know, it's no, hard I to have <laughs> sex with him. I would think that would be a difficult. Yeah. Part. Are you allowed conjugal not, visits if I'm, you're the girlfriend? I'm not trying, so I don't know. You know I have no interest in any of these men, but I do have a friend who is, oh, okay, and I'll say I don't have a whole lot of hang-ups about the fact that I'm single, but I do have a friend who's in San Quentin. He's, he's obese, he's about 70 years old, and he just got engaged to this beautiful German woman who's about 30 years younger than him. So there's hope for all of us. Apparently. Well, Charles Manson. Charles Manson's engaged now. Are you oh, serious? I think he broke it off. Yeah, it was like a 26-year-old like, mm-hmm. girl from like, North Carolina. Star. Her name is Star. I had no idea. Where name. do you find that information? That's on uh, NPR as well. It's on the internet. Uh, and I believe it. I've seen it more than once. So, so you being single, Alicia, has got nothing to do with writing to guys in jail. You're not looking for a boyfriend no, in jail. No, I think I just started writing to them. I probably started about eight years ago. Um, and just thinking about these people on death row and just 
thinking I couldn't imagine a lonelier life. Or this is Graham's people on death row. Graham, tell yeah. us, tell them the story. Uh, there's no story. I just, I'm a, my specialty is capital litigation. And unfortunately, when I was working in Jefferson Parish, I actually did have some people that got sent to death row, but they were not executed. And two cases were overturned at the U.S. Supreme Court. I did not handle those cases at the appellate level, but um, they, they were overturned on the record that I made, so that's cool. But I've got people that are on death row right now. Are you writing one of them? So, so you're defending. No, I just you're got def- the one in Louisiana. That's, that's, he's, that's, that's he's not death row. Okay. Oh, he's not on death row. So, but the people that you're defending, Graham, are all, they're all being tried for a capital offense. So they're, they're all up for the death penalty or not we're, all? Yeah. Or their def- offense was a capital offense. So I work for a project that, um, that defends indigent clients who are facing the possibility of a death penalty. If we don't do a second-degree murder, we'll do a first-degree murder. We won't do a first-degree murder if the DA's office takes the death penalty off the table. So they have to be, the trial has to be a death penalty trial, otherwise you don't defend them. You know, if we're like, if we're, if we're halfway through the defense and, and halfway through we convince the DA's office not to seek the death penalty, then we'll stay on the case. But the, mostly the cases you are, are you're trying, you're defending, are people right. who are going to be sentenced to death. If you lose, they're going to fry them. No, no. If we, if they're found guilty, they still have to. There's a second trial for the penalty. So if they're found guilty of the crime, then the same jury decides what punishment they should receive. And there are only two possibilities: life in prison without parole, or the death penalty. And there's, there hasn't been a death penalty verdict in New Orleans in a long time. That's where most of our cases are right now. And you're the trial attorney. You're the person yeah. who's in court defending this. Yes. Although, I, you know. always men? Are they always men? Um, Antoinette Franks is on death oh, row. Okay. But well, you, did you defend her? That was way before my okay. time, yeah. You guys know that story? That was a good story. She no, went, who is she? No, she was a cop. You remember that, Amal? Were you here then? Amal's from L.A., so you might have. She was a. Is that right? She was a cop. She was a policeman, yeah, police woman. She was on duty in New Orleans East, and she went to some like a Vietnamese restaurant or Vietnamese convenience store or something. It was a restaurant. Restaurant. She was actually she did a. Her partner worked a detail there. I thought, and she went and hung out with them. She went home, and this is I'm not making any of this up. She went home, changed out of her uniform, came back and shot them all up. First thing, the first person she shot was her partner. And killed a bunch of people, and there was someone survived by hiding in the refrigerator or something and said afterwards, I recognized that she was the cop that was just here. Jeez. So she's not only vicious and sick, but stupid. And her cousin Bad was combo. her co-defendant. Her little cousin, who was much younger, was her co-defendant. Pretty amazing story. Hmm. Antoinette Frank. So you went, you defended her? No, no. You did no not I, that was way before I started um, okay. death, that kind of work. All right, all right. Okay, so Alicia, how did you, back to the question, how did you meet these guys? Um, Eight of them. Yeah, so I, I wanted to know what life was like inside these prisons. Why is that? Um, honestly, I, it's hard to say because it, it was a long time ago. I think I just couldn't imagine someone who was living a life so different than mine, and I just wanted to know what it was like. And and the reason I chose death row actually, and this is um, maybe a little bad to say, but I didn't want the to go through the awkward like oh you're out and you want to meet up hmm. um well, you've i really don't want to get to that point <laughs> you're right yeah so um it's like match.com without <laughs> the awkward date yeah um <laughs> no no it's not like <laughs> but um i've i've had some great some really great conversations and getting to know these men and the, and the fact that they're men that's just that's just the way it kind of worked out you know there's more men out there there's more men looking for pen pals um, and it's it stayed very platonic and and when I tell people I do this there's a lot of cynicism it's like oh well you know what they're after and but you know I've been writing to some of them for eight years and and I've kept the situation under control it's never gone anywhere I didn't want it to go so these none of these guys are getting out no, uh, the guy in Angola he I think he is gonna get out um, <laughs> yeah so some <laughs> things to think about there um, but yeah the guy in, in San Quentin He's not getting out. I wasn't um, aware that people got out of Angola that often, actually. Mm-hmm. Do they, Graham? Sure. Um, it, it, it is generally for long sentences. Um, it's it's a, um, a hard labor facility. And um, I think they really, they're really looking for people with sentences of, you know what, this has been, I took an eight-year hiatus, and I'm just getting back into it. So I'm not really sure. It used to be like 20 years or more. 
yeah. that you had you had to have like a 20 year sentence. Hey Alicia, have you been to the rodeo? No, I I don't think I want to go to the rodeo. Mm. No. no bueno. No way. No. Nobody rodeo, wants to go to the rodeo. Oh, it's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. Uh, it's awful. It's just what you. It's just what you would imagine. It's like these guys. You know, they don't have that much to look forward to, and uh, it's very. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, cruel explo- and exploitative. exploitative. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the word. It seems to be cruel and human to me, yeah. but people love it though. Have you been to it, Graham? No. Amal, you wouldn't think of going to it. I would never go. Me neither. I had a friend who who went, and what really turned her off was overhearing a woman say, because, you know, they sell handicrafts, too. Yeah. She overheard a woman say, well, this chair must be worth, like, at least a couple hundred dollars, but I managed to get it for 25. (laughs) And it's like, well done, you. You you managed to to take advantage of one of the most vulnerable people in our society. Well done. That's really amazing. It is a pretty weird thing. It's sort of like the lions and the Christians, you know, when they right. used to have the Colosseum. Right, the gladiators. They were the gladiators. That's exactly yeah. what. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It seems very strange, but at least you could get to. See, do you want? Do you know what this guy looks like in Angola or any uh, of them? Angola, do they send you photos? Um, one of them sends me photos. The one who's engaged, he sends me photos of himself and his girlfriend, and she's adorable. She really is. Um, How do they get to? Oh, she comes and takes photos. But if you're in jail by yourself, there's no sort of selfie type. No option there, is it? I get no. Um, I mean, if you don't have a girlfriend, I don't mean by yourself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he just know. sends me photos that are I don't know. It's just him, like in a very small room with his girlfriend. Uh, they're getting married in April. Um, they met on Ancestry.com, which I think is interesting. Oh, okay. They're distantly related. Meet, how do you meet somebody? <laughs> they're related. Yeah, yeah that's oh. how she found him. Because she's are they in Mississippi? No, she's she's German, and she did some research and found out like, hey, I'm related to you. And you're on death row. <laughs> Sounds like we should get married. So I'm like, <laughs> so how, how distant, how distant cousins are they? Like, are they like fifth, I don't sixth? Know. Quite a bit There's a few questions I'm just not <laughs> asking, um, which I'd like to know. But you know, he's he's really she, happy. Well, I bet he is. How did she fall in love with him? I don't know, and and I feel you know very protective. You know, like I kind of want to go to Germany and be like, all right, Missy, what's your game, and kind of see what right. she's up to. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have money. Um, um, is he getting out ever? He, he's not getting out. I mean, he's he's okay, going to so die of natural you? causes. He's okay, in so his 70s. And he's in his 70s? Yeah, he's is been there he, since the is 80s. Is he the obese guy? Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, his health is getting worse every year. He's what not going to be around much What longer. do you think? Has she met him in person? Yeah, because they take oh, yeah. pictures. Right, that, okay. You know, they're together. Um, and, uh, wow. I, you know, and, and part of me wondered if it was a citizenship thing. But you just don't think of Germans as doing that. Who wants to leave the... Germany for the United States these days. Well, I don't know, but it's everybody. I mean, why would you want to leave anywhere and come here necessarily if you live, you know, people have different reasons. That would be so. an immigration, interesting immigration uh, interview, though. Yeah. Wouldn't it? How would you have the interview? With her? Yeah, with the two of them. I mean, you're supposed to go oh, down yeah. to the federal building together and, you know, and answer these stupid questions that they have. I've done it, so I can tell you. Okay, well, I, I guess ridiculous. we'll find out how, she had, how they have to do it. How would you do that? How would you have that? Have you seen Green Card? It's kind of like that. I have, is that a movie? Yeah, it was an old movie from like oh. the 80s, I think. I've not seen it. Anyway, so, um, well, we haven't got anywhere. We only got up to Maryland. And we, ha- we haven't even got to Island, New York Island or Niger at all yet, but we're going to get there. First of all, Amar, we're going to take a listen to something. Okay, What yeah. are we going to hear? Uh, this is the track Sunday. I recently had a music video. Well, it wasn't recently. Uh, in September, I dropped a music video for it. So, What's it called? Sunday. Sunday. And if we want to see the music video, we can see it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. So you type in AF the Naysayer Sunday. It'll, it'll come AF up. the Naysayer. I've got a lot of questions to ask you about AF the Naysayer. The other guy that was... <laughs> Luke St. John. Yeah, what happened to him? Should we listen to the music first and then we'll get on to what yeah, happened to the let's, rest let's of the Naysayer? Music. Okay. <laughs>
Alicia, what did you think? I really liked it. Isn't yeah. It nice. I'm so it's. I see why you called it Sunday. Doesn't it feel hypnotic and restful and calming? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was when you put it on, I was, I was just thinking because I was looking for more uh, like music that I could listen to at work, kind of just in the background that didn't have music to it. But then, like it's it's not background music. Like it's it's music you just want to pay attention to when you're listening to it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I liked it a lot. Me too. Well done, Amal. A, it's called AF The Naysayer is the name of the band. If you're looking for it, you can find it on YouTube. The name of the song is Sunday. And the album is called The Autodidact Instrumentals. Instrumentals Volume 1. I highly recommend it. And you don't have to pay for it. You can steal it in the usual places. It's on Spotify and stuff, right? No, it's not on Spotify. It's not on Spotify. because no, they don't pay. They don't pay right. They no. pay something, but they pay not very no. much. You so can, how do we get to hear it? You have to uh, buy it. For God's you can sake, buy so it. You can buy it. You can uh, the whole album streaming on YouTube. So, so the whole album's free on YouTube. It's for free so on why YouTube. not just put it on Spotify then? I mean, because I'd rather. I just don't like Spotify. I'm not a fan of Spotify. But you're prepared all. to give the music away. Yeah. Totally. I at least if you put it on Spotify, you get zero point zero one six nine <laughs> cents a spin. No, YouTube, you don't want to support partnership, Spotify. I don't want to support Spotify. And also YouTube, if you have you know with the with the partnership and the uh-huh. ads and whatnot, you actually are able to make revenue through it. Okay. So okay, so if I watch your song Sunday on YouTube or listen to the whole album, I'm not paying for it, but you can actually still get paid. Yes. Okay, that's a pretty cool system, and I have to watch some dopey ad for like three seconds before it. Oh yeah, or skip through it, you know, because yeah, nowadays like they it. they break it down to how long you actually watch the ad. Are you serious? Yeah, it used to be like if the ad was played, you right. get the money. Now it's like, oh, you only watch like five seconds of it, so you only get this much. Of okay, percentage. so that thing at the beginning of a YouTube video where it says you can skip the ad in three, two, one, mm-hmm. skip ad, and everyone, I guess everyone hits skip. I'm, pr- I'm pretty. I mean, you get a pro rated. You get a <laughs> if, yeah. Everyone, I'm sure they do, right? You do, at least. Oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, I won't skip it on yours now because that'll <laughs> get but you an extra. Cent. I had no idea. Did you guys know yeah. that? I get. I, I mean, it makes sense. So if you're trying to support your favorite YouTube channel or whatever, wow. just make sure you watch ads. I'd always thought that they figured out something about ads that it somehow got into your consciousness, even if you only watch three seconds of it somehow. Well, I mean, they but come up so often, even if you skip them, because like they yeah. definitely like the target category, right. like, whatever you looked up on Google or whatever, they'll send you the same kind of ads over and over and so over. And over and how over. much do you get for three seconds, and how much do you get for if I watch the whole thirty? Actually, do I don't know? know. I need to actually break that down. I need to know that myself. <laughs> that is just, amazing. But yeah, I do know that's how it, that's how it works, though. Talking of ads, let me tell you something about some of the people who are responsible for bringing us our show today. Our show today is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or have a crazy schedule, and you see you can't put, you can't click on something here because you have to listen to this whole thing. Or you can just stop <laughs> listening completely and give up, and then you won't be able to hear the rest of this. Of the, the other seven guys who you're writing to in jail, Alicia, who we haven't got to yet, or, or how you got to Niger, or even New York, or Ireland, and why you came here on a boat. Brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. For loving care when you're not there, go to PetitePetCare.com and buy basics, swim and gym. A full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new basic swim and gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Yes, Graham? No, no. You're going to say something? Okay. No. Uh, also brought to us today by Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Just go to the website. It's called hdestroyer.com and write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and Seize the Dawn. And also our show is brought to us today by unlistednola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. It's at unlistednola.com. Thank you very much to all those fabulous people for helping us out today. Okay, so where were we? Where should we go to? Back to AF the naysayer and what happened to the other half of AF the naysayer, and then we'll get on to. Oh no no no! First off, that was um, no, that was the project I did with this rapper, and his name was Luke St. John. So yeah. AF the naysayer, and Luke St. John. Oh, it was being a a such a too long, too long of a title. Right. But it was two people together. Like he's, I don't know. He, he was doing school and whatnot. He puts on programs and events. I don't know even know if he's even rapping anymore. Okay. I'm still making music. So. Right. So you drifted apart from Luke St. John. Okay. Yeah, you're still you're doing better than ever. You moved to New Orleans now because you were living in Baton Rouge or somewhere weird. I was you? I was just a vagabond. I was like I was 
living in New Orleans when I was sleeping on someone's couch, basically. And then That's living in Baton Rouge when sleeping on someone's couch. You're like Alicia. Yeah, I was definitely living the vagabond lifestyle. And, um, you like better I was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> and now you have a place in New Orleans? I'm still a Rolling Stone. You don't Are you have still a on a couch? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm still oh, couch yeah. surfing. This is, you know, I just, I'm, I'm touring a lot, so it makes no sense for me to, to sign a lease on a place when I'm, like, never going to be there. You have so. accommodating friends? That sounds like it works for you. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I give them cash and whatnot. Oh. So, no, so it's definitely like I'm paying to stay somewhere, but just not on a lease. Not that a landlord. Good. So do you have, you don't, but you have a couch. Like you don't have yeah. a room. No, I did have a room. The last place I was staying, uh, my friend was letting me stay in the guest room. Now I'm, I'm staying on the couch. So how many bags have you got? Uh, I have two backpacks. That's it. Your That's whole it. worldly possessions are in two backpacks. Two backpacks, and then I leave a lot of stuff at my parents' house. They live yeah. in swamps. Morgan City. So. Morgan City, okay. <laughs> so do you, ha- do you like have a bunch of clothes? You have, to, you have to wait till everything's dirty before you go to the laundry? Are you uh, on that system? I do, have a, I do have a bunch of clothes. Like one backpack, it's a hiking backpack. It's fairly large. You know, it's, you know, Appalachian Trail is kind of backpack, you know. And I just store everything in there. And another backpack is like all my electronics. So oh, so you only have one backpack of personal possessions and the other stuff is Like work. just like, yeah, just either like stuff for like Upbeat Academy in the school or um, the paperwork for folders for like Red Bull and my computer stuff. And I have like a little mobile kind of studio set up. So you're not writing letters to anybody? Hmm? You're not writing letters? Oh, I probably should be, but no, I'm not writing. This no. You've nowhere to receive them, sounds like. Yeah, you've got no address. No, no. I would like mail it to my mom's house, I guess. It's the safest <laughs> place to go, and then maybe mm-hmm. like once every six months I'll check on it. Yeah. Your mom probably won't be happy if some inmates show up, though, when they get out. No, she wouldn't be too happy about that. Yeah. What about your mom? What does she think of all this? I, I've never had letters sent to, to Nobody my Nobody have you told her you're writing to eight oh. guys in jail? I don't think I have, no. I don't think I've told you anyone. You mentioned it to her. You haven't told yeah. anyone? Uh-oh. Uh, Everyone yeah. knows. I'll find out well, now. Well, luckily yeah. no one listens to this show, so I think, <laughs> except for, you know, petite pet care, of course, and basic swimming gym and hangover destroyer people. Yeah. Well, my friends in prison certainly don't. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that they don't. They don't listen to the show. I, I really doubt they Can do. Can you get the show in prison? I never thought about that. That would be an interesting audience for us. I think it depends on the jail, right? Or the prison. I have no idea. I have no clue. Alicia, you would know better than anyone. Well, Graham, you would know too. Can you listen to podcasts in prison? You have to have internet access, right? I don't think they do. Right. Yeah, they have like, um, I have a few inmates who can receive emails, but it's on like this sort of old fashioned, like you can't surf the web. You can just receive and send emails and that's about it. Hmm, uh, so I don't think you could get the show. If you're a prisoner and you listen to this, could. drop me a line at grant at itsneworleans.com. What's your email? I can, I'll forward it to you if I get an email from prisoners. We've got it. She doesn't have to give it on here. <laughs> 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 I have we'll, that. We'll forward you any email we get from prisoners, Alicia. I, okay, and I'll do something with it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get know. It. Well, I mean, save your writing to people because, I mean, how's your handwriting? It must be pretty good. I oh, I, I just type. I type and then ah, I print it. I see. And you print yeah. it out and then yeah. you just sign it. So these, you can learn a lot about somebody from their handwriting do the guys it's write true. back to you in handwriting no actually uh, a lot of them type as well I'm, I'm like typewriters um but but it's it's very true what you say i think it's interesting like i remember once um like the, the last person that i dated um i forget what happened that caused him to write me like a handwritten note like two years into our relationship valentine's day maybe maybe but i looked at it as like i'm leaving i've never seen this handwriting before yeah because like you never have opportunities to write even like your best friends and people you love like you never have opportunities to to see their handwriting and it's very strange so you were dating someone for two years before you saw his handwriting who did the shopping did you not write a shopping list or anything shop no um no no, I mean, he, he didn't even know how to use a can opener, so he wasn't going to make a shopping list. <laughs> Look at Amal's face. Even Amal, who doesn't have a house, knows how to use a can opener, right? I have to, you know. What? Do you own a can opener? Is that one of the things that no. makes it into your two bags? Mm, no, I do have a Leatherman, which is like a multi-tool. Oh, oh that so, is yeah. totally That's a can opener. Multi-tool and gaff tape will get you out a lot of things. You yeah. have, have gaffer tape and, oh, and yeah. a Leatherman. That's yes. You just add some there. zip ties and there's nothing you can't do. <laughs> well, I got that too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. You never know. Well, I'm so you have a can opener. So how, <laughs> what kind of what kind of guy doesn't have a can? Doesn't know how to use a can opener? What did he eat? Did he was he like a chef or something? No, he'd eat Subway. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Every day. Yes, every day. Ah, oh, he's like he didn't get scurvy or something. Yeah. Was it Jared? 
<laughs> it was not Jared, but how cool would that be if I could just announce to the world right now that I had dated Jared? That would be pretty That'd funny. Be cool. Yeah. That would be very funny. Well, what? That's better yeah. than the guy who ate pizza every day, who eats for like, for like 25 years or something. Really? Like yeah, there's a guy who just eats cheese pizza. Of course, he's diabetic, but... Was that a guy on like My Strange Addiction or one of those TLC? I don't know, but yeah, I know he, shows, he did yeah. kind of have a little brief okay. internet, like... You know, 15 minutes, 15 minutes I would think yeah. so 25 okay. years of pizza yeah because there's people on that show like you know there's one girl who only eats french fries that my strange addiction show yeah and if she doesn't like the f the way the french fry looks she'll like hide it under the paper towel on the plate and then there was like one girl who only drinks coke and uh, they told her she was diabetic it's like well yeah no shit it's <laughs> the only thing that you ever drink how do they find these people? Do you believe all that crap on My Strange? It is one of the greatest shows it's ever It's on made. television. Of course I so believe it. So it must be true, right? You can't right? lie on television. No, that's <laughs> true. It really is an awesome show, though. It Did you see is. the one about the guy who has had plastic surgery to look like some sort of comic book character? Uh, I don't know. I saw the I guy like who had like plastic them, surgery right? to look like a, like a Ken yeah. doll. But yeah, I that's the guy maybe I'm thinking of, is it? I mean, that it guy was not be. fake. That's for real. He had... He had muscle implants and yeah, yeah, it's that. That, that guy, guy looked really. Was that meant to look like Ken? Is that who he was trying to look like? Well, I he, he was wanted sort of to look like a doll. Looking, yeah, yeah. That so was really great. And, and Ken dolls are the you know premier choice in men's dolls. So I guess that's what he was going for. Nice. Was, it wouldn't be GI Joe like a GI Joe action figure. Or? He didn't seem like the GI Joe type. He was much more Kenish okay. than <laughs> GI Joe. It was really interesting because he was. He had his whole body has been chiseled, like for real. Like he's got silicon implants here and there. And is this, did you see this one? And he was explaining to the person doing the interview, you see this bicep muscle here. They put it in upside down. Yeah, oh, gonna, we totally saw to, the same one. I'm yeah. going to have to go and have it taken out. Oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like complaining to his mother, and she's like, that's nice, honey. And like, she just doesn't yeah. really get it. Oh, well, who, <laughs> who would does? Yeah. Right? <laughs> that is a good show, though. Yeah. It's a, it's a Thanks for bringing that up. No one's brought it's up. It's a good show. Stuff. It is awesome. Yeah. The shows like that, you know, they, they just make you. This is, again, bad to say, but it makes you feel better about what's happening in your life. It's like, well, I eat things that aren't French fries from time to time. I'm not, so I'm, I'm not as bad as I'm that girl okay. who only eats French fries. Yeah. And is that why you think you're right to guys in prison? Because you, at least you're not in prison? Um, it it kind of helps, actually. Like, sometimes um, when I'm describing things I've done that have been really great, like, you know, I, I just went on a hiking trip with some friends, and it was wonderful. So I'm, I'm telling these guys in prison about, like, um, the landscape and, and the dogs that we had with us and how much they enjoyed like being in the creeks and things like that and I always wonder if they really like those descriptions like oh that's the outside world I remember that or if they mm. find it you know painful right. taunting yeah yeah Maybe and it's a little bit of both yeah and, and I, I could ask and I do ask but I feel like they're they're always like oh no honey you're okay just say what you want you know so so I don't really know what do they think what do you think they want to hear from you? Um, I think they, they mostly just want to hear what I'm up to. Um, you know, because they, they talk about their lives too, but honestly, they don't have a whole lot going on except for their appeals process. And, you know, if they're going to get in fights or if there's trouble, they're not going to tell me. They don't tell so, you. They so don't. they really just ask me a lot of questions about what I'm doing and they, they comment on things that I'm doing. I can only imagine, like, that takes them out of, like, their reality of what goes on in their prison. So, like, yeah. hearing your problems or what you're going through is kind of like their release. Like, their TV show, I guess you could say, right? I hope so. Yeah, because sometimes I feel really, you know, petty when I, when I, it's like, oh, I like my job, but it's not perfect. Oh, no, my life's so hard. So, <laughs> I yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. But then it's Me a nice too. thing to do. It's nice that you're doing it. You're spending time that you don't have to to communicate with someone who's got a pretty bad existence. Yeah, it, I mean, it's been rewarding. It, it really has been. Um, and, you know, they ask me for things occasionally, and I've... Well, I've can you send stuff? Uh, yeah, but you have to go through certain channels, like, Graham, I don't know if you know this JPay system. Is that oh, like yes. putting money on... Are you talking sure. about, like, putting money on books? Is that what that... Is like that? a like um, cashier's it's check like, it's and... It's like J-Date. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> it's the exact it's same thing. <laughs> JPay. A bit different, yeah. yeah. Is I mean, it just here or is it nationwide? It's it's a it's a nationwide thing, but it's like just for prisons, a way of transferring money and also like goods to prisons. Like but PayPal. Yeah. PayPal for prisons. Like oh. But I think they skim like quite a lot. Oh, we didn't come up with them all. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal for prisons. I wish we'd thought of that one. 
Oh, you just so, did. Well, yeah, they've already got it, JPay. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think they, they've cornered the market with JPay, so maybe yeah. you can compete with we PayPal come up for with prisons. <laughs> and that's a much cleverer title. What do they do with the money you send them? Is it money you're sending them or are you sending them goods? Occasionally. Um, I've, I've sent um, money that they say is going to go towards, like, food packages like you know just commissary and buying candy bars things like that jesus christ yeah. even in jail there's rich people and poor people yeah yes, yeah for sure oh that is so horrible i never knew that did you know that Amal? i watched gangland a couple of times yeah <laughs> i don't what is that is it a movie or a tv oh, it's show a, it's like a, like my strange it's like, a doc, it's like a documentary of like various gangs in america and how they run things i guess and they usually they always talk about the prison because a lot of gang culture right. is is amplified in prison, so. But there's rich prisoners and poor prisoners, so you can yeah. have a lot of money in prison and. Yeah, like my friend Ward, for example, and, and Ward's Ward. the one who, um, uh, you know, is engaged to the German woman. Mm-hmm. He crochets, and he sells his blankets at craft fairs, so that's how he gets his money. Okay. His lawyer takes them to the craft fairs for him, and and she sells it and gives him the money. He does some beadwork. He's got it going on. He's crocheting and he's getting married to his yeah, German chick. Yeah, he, he does some beadwork and. Um, it, it was really cute actually once because the only time he's ever been like disciplined and got into a fight was when he went to the like the hobby program and they hadn't like put his bead order through and he just kind of flipped out um so okay got, yeah but he's he's sent me like a beaded headband that he's made and you don't know what he's doing in there though you don't know what his crime was that he got uh, convicted I, I, I finally Googled it. I broke down. I feel bad okay. about that. Yeah. So did he um, kill someone and now he's flipping out yeah, about I mean, crocheting needles? Yeah, I mean, it's death row, so you kind of assume everyone there yeah, has right. killed people. Um, um, yeah, so th- that, that's what he did, essentially. And yeah, and now he crochets. So does that regard... What a turnaround, man. Does that regard as rehabilitation? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I have no answer for that. I, guess. I, I think, sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, the thing is, anyone can no crochet, idea. you know. I don't you know. know if I could, but I guess if I'm looking at a life. Well, you, yeah. well I just mean it you doesn't mean that you're yeah. 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 That would be a good way for you to learn the piano. At least you get incarcerated. You know with what? With a piano. I, I admit that sometimes I think, I wouldn't call it a fantasy, but sometimes I think to myself, like, what if I, I didn't have the option of working? I didn't have any anything to do in my life, but I was put in, like, a, a six-by-six room for the rest of my life. How would I spend my time? Um, yeah, I wouldn't call that a fantasy either, yeah. probably, unless you're in therapy, are you? Well, that's a highly personal question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to answer it, but you could bring that up with your therapist. <laughs> yeah, that's Sometimes true. Sometimes I have a fantasy. Of being, oh, but you know what? Everybody has a sort of an idea yeah. that they could be have all responsibility removed from their yeah. lives. And, oh, if only I was in a mental institution, or if only I had, had something or this <laughs> or that, or living on a desert island, or whatever it is that mm-hmm. gets you away from yeah. And then you wake up and then... Unfortunately, you're still at liberty. And you have still to go to work. Liberty. What do you do here, actually, oh, during um, the day? I, I work for the state of Louisiana in the HIV prevention program. HIV prevention? Yeah. Uh-huh. What is the HIV prevention program, exactly? Um, well, we, How do you prevent? we go around the country preventing HIV. We yeah. see people about to have unprotected sex, and we're saying, Say, no. Put on that condom, that. or <laughs> don't wrap, do it. Wrap it up. Um, <laughs> wrap, wrap it up. Um, yeah, we, we fund um, we fund community-based organizations around the state to conduct HIV prevention activities. So that includes condom distribution, it includes counseling and testing, um, and it includes. You do counseling too. Uh, yes, I've done some counseling and testing as well. Testing. Yes. Meaning HIV testing. Blood test. Uh, blood testing and also oral fluid testing. What does that involve? Is that? Uh, it well, depends when, on what, the test. Um, but the oral fluid test, it, it's like Body a little swab, wand, yep. and, and you just you put it in your mouth, you swab it, and you get your results in 20 minutes. So oh. the, the you can find it if you have HIV in 20 minutes. It, it won't be a diagnosis. 20 minutes or less. So these these like tests are lens craft. <laughs> That's they should one combine way of that. You should do a deal with lens crafters and HIV testing. Come it and get your glasses help. and find out if you have HIV, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, for one thing, you know, probably the biggest barrier standing in our way of doing our work here in Louisiana is stigma. And and so, you know, you take, for example, No AIDS Task Force, a wonderful organization working here in New Orleans. But as wonderful as they are, there's some people in this city who just will not go through those doors because people see them go through those doors. That's the HIV building. That means you have AIDS if you're in that building, you know, and, that, and that's the misperception. 
So we started testing at places like Walgreens, which are much more kind right. of mainstream. Anyone can walk into a Walgreens. There is, I believe Lens Crafters is in Walgreens, right? So you really, so you really, there you go. so but if you're doing that, you've got a, like a table at Walgreens that says, come get your HIV test here. That would seem more public to me than walking into a nondescript building downtown. Well, what we have is um, you'll have sort of staff members from the organization or volunteers who are, are wearing like their HIV t-shirts um, kind of advertising you know who they're with um, and they'll usher people back to a to a private room okay um, at Walmart Walgreens Walgreens sorry yeah. oh, I was thinking of Walmart Walgreens people get their they put their arm on that blood pressure thing I've never even done that have it, you ever done yeah, that? that Walmart yeah I have done that you've done that mm -hmm. how's your blood pressure could you tell I haven't did it in so long I don't remember but it was always like what it was supposed to be. Looking good. It's always looking good. I eat pretty okay. I pretty thought they good. might screw it up on purpose so they make you buy, I mean, it's not a drugstore after all. Make a little readout. Hey, you need Advil. That just might aspirin. be illegal. Sounds unethical. <laughs> <laughs> very unethical. Just, yeah. Well, it might be. Okay, well, there and, is that. And Walmart well. cares a lot about ethics. So. <laughs> really? They just, they just finally started paying everyone minimum wage. I thought it was like a headline. Did you see that? No, I did not That's see that. It's a headline in the paper. Good news. Walmart is... They've got like half a million employees. They're now going to get paid minimum wage. That's really what it said, honestly. I, I wait, wait, wait. I thought they were girls. Walmart's paying. <laughs> wait, they're paying $9 an hour now. Well, whatever it is. it's That's not minimum wage. Whatever. $9 no, it is now. Here or oh, where? Yeah. Now they've jacked it all up. Half a million people are going to get now minimum wage instead of some sort of part-time bullshit thing that they got. Does that mean they'll be off of food stamps? I don't know, but the thing is, I think you can pay people anything you want if you're not a full-time employee is the whole deal. I think that's how they got away with it. Mm. I believe, although I don't quote me on that, but that's what I, that's how, I mean, how can you get away with paying less than minimum wage? Isn't that what minimum wage is, the minimum? There's always loopholes. Exactly. I mean, like, well, like the service industry, for example, right. you know? Yeah. Right. They don't get paid anything, basically. No, I, why are waiters getting paid, like, well, why is minimum that? wage? I yeah. have no idea. Because they make tips. But yeah. that shouldn't justify that, you know? Right. You should still. They still have to pay taxes on the They tips. do, uh, yeah. So and there's like, a, an assumption of how much they're getting in tips and it's yeah is it mm. but i think you have to be paid at, like if, you're t if you don't this is uh tech chris but if you don't get paid like if you don't make any money from tips in a certain week like if there's just no one comes in or whatever the restaurant has to pay you at least minimum wage so they can pay you ah, like two dollars an hour okay. while you're making enough tips are you serious but i if, never knew that i think it's something like that My i hope it, i hope it is me. it just yeah, seems so great. complicated i i really i know a lot of places have gone to like a living wage system for waiters and i think it makes so much sense and um you know i've had visitors come to see me from like other countries I've lived in where they don't tip and you we just go back it. and forth about like no you have to leave a tip and I'm like well why do I have to leave a tip it's like you just do it's, it's so awesome when you things. go to a country where there's no tipping though it's great it you just pay the great. bill and walk out it is great yeah I love it yeah yeah and the service is just as good. It's not like no one's going to serve you just because there's no tip involved. Oh, the service is pretty bad in the places I've been, but... Well, um, tell us about well, these shit. Oh. Yeah, go, I'm all, go saying, on. What are going to say? It might be because of certain cultures. I know my yeah. friend was telling me when he was, like, living in, in Siberia college, he was saying that, um, like, the restaurants there, like, if you don't, like, basically wave the waiter or waitress down, they're not going to come to you ever. So yeah, that's that need something, you had Slovakia. to... So, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. You were in Slovakia. That's <laughs> like that, too? Yeah, I was, I was out for dinner um, with... One girl in our group, she ordered two items, and the waitress is like, no, those don't really go together. She's like, well, can I still get them? She's like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and I ordered, I think I ordered a grilled cheese once, and they brought me a grilled cheese and ham, and I was vegetarian at the time. I was like, sorry, I ordered a grilled cheese. They're like, this is grilled cheese. It's like, well, it has ham on it. Like, so? I'm like, well, I don't eat meat. I'm like, well, well, ham's not meat. Like, well, ham is meat. Could I just have grilled cheese? She's like, no, we're out of grilled cheese. Oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, is this you're at like grilled five cheese. You have grilled cheese and ham, but you're out of grilled cheese. This is like a Monty Python. It's like, it's like it was very yeah. Monty Python. Five easy pieces. Remember that scene in the restaurant? Jack Nicholson tells him tells her to hold the toast or whatever. Right. She's like, you have toast, right? Yeah. We don't have toast. We have sandwiches. Well, tell you what. Take everything <laughs> off the sandwich. Yeah. Toast the bread. <laughs> hold, I can't remember. It was cute. Do you speak Slovakian? Um, no, That sounds pretty impressive. What does that mean? Yes, I speak a little bit, but not very well. It's like, yeah, I, I speak... Well, okay, I meant to say, yes, I speak Slovak, but I've forgotten a lot. I actually ended up saying, yes, I speak Slovak, but I've forgotten everything. 
Um, so I just, That's yeah, still I'm pretty impressive. But time. you still do, you still speak Slovak. Does it sound like Russian or Polish or what does that sound like? Where does it come from? Uh, all the, the Slavic languages are all related to so Russian, Polish, Slovak. Uh, the Slovaks would say that, that Slovak was the best um, Slavic language to learn if you were only going to learn one because it was the most central. So, so for example, the Slovaks can understand about 90% oh. of what Czechs say. They can understand about 60% of Polish and maybe 10 to 20% of Russian. So it's a pretty central. What language. made you go to Slovakia and learn? Did you just learn Slovak first or did you go there and then learn? No, I went there and I learned it. I, I got a job at a high school, so I was teaching there. Um, and I, I learned when I was there. It was a bilingual high school, so I was supposed to only speak English in the classroom. Um, but outside of the classroom, many young people speak English, but, but you still really need Slovak to get around in places like the bank or the train station. Geez, if you can learn Slovak in a space of, what, a few months, you must be able to learn to play the piano. Maybe. Wouldn't you think, Amal? Surely. Yes. Slovak, piano, yes. potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. That's amazing. Did you date any Slovakian guys while you were over there? I dated one, yeah. He was a member of the national rafting team. How many people are on a rafting team? Uh, six. Six guys on uh, a raft? Yeah, all with really nice biceps. Yeah. <laughs> Put in the right way, I assume. What, um, <laughs> what, are, what is, I mean, do you guys know, I'm going to ask you two then. What, what do people do on a rafting team? Any idea? They row? I would right. say they row. I don't know. Maybe I've that's not the proper term. I've maybe never heard of a rafting like, team, and you guys like, have an either, obviously, no, right? No. Clearly. What do people do on a raft? I thought you had a beer on a raft. And believe it or not, they row. Ah, um, there you yeah. go. Congratulations. Ding, ding, ding. Yay. Good Yay. job. Yay, yeah. Where, what, what does it look like, a raft? A square? Uh, it's a, I mean, it's like a rectangular raft. There's three people on each side, and um, there's different events. So there's like the, the sprint. And there's the slalom um, and head-to-head where, like, you race with another raft. Um, and then, you know, there's, like, there's white water, so there's obstacle courses and things like that. Wow. It's so he must have been watch. in pretty good shape, this guy. How would you meet him? Um, well, that's an interesting story. Okay. Um, so I met, I was friends with his, his girlfriend. And... Um, Boy, that is interesting right there, right? (laughs) Yeah, so we were all in the same friendship group, and we we all went out to a a club one night. And I remember looking at this club and thinking, like, no good things can come out of this place. And we ended up getting into a fight with some gypsies because his girlfriend was pushing another girl on the dance floor. And so they took it outside. And then my, uh, her boyfriend (laughs) um, went out after them. And he ended up getting his nose broken. And last I saw him, he, he just tore down the street, like streaming blood, being chased by all these gypsies. Um, and my, my friend went to follow him, and she ended up getting jumped. And I tried to kind of pull him apart, and I got pulled off by my hair, um, thrown to the ground, um, and just kind of got kicked by these girls. Um, gypsies. Yeah. And so it was, and the next day, I, um, I was attending a church there as well um so the next day i was actually in charge of putting together the kids christmas pageant and i was doing the choreography for it but i couldn't lift my arms all the way over my head because i was so bruised on my back so i was making a motion kind of like oh and then all the kids would like do the same motion (laughs) (laughs) wow okay so okay so Um, there you are all right so so he's got a broken nose he's got a broken nose um she and i are both like bruised and bleeding um, and then when the smoke had cleared, they ended up, he broke up with her the next day and then asked me out. Um, and I said no for about a year and a half. And had, finally had, said so yes. you were in Slovakia for a long time. I was there for five years. So remember, guys, be creepy. Keep asking. They'll say yes eventually. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is totally the lesson to take from it. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's amazing. And we haven't even got to Niger at all, and we're out of time now. <laughs> For real. Oh. We're going to all have to come Next back. Time. <laughs> Alicia, you are going to have to come back. We've only been halfway around my world. Really? Amal, what, what do we leave out of your story so far that you came here to tell today? Anything? Oh, Kanye West is, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dating Kanye West. <laughs> sure. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm have you ever been 
chased by gypsies or anything like that? No, that be sounds that sounds like like pretty interesting, you know, like Snatch. Doesn't it? Snatch, yes. Yeah, the movie Snatch. Yeah. That's Have you guys never seen it? Guy Ritchie? That's Madonna's. Oh, Madonna's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex, I didn't see it, but I know what it was. Ex-husband. Yeah. Did you see Madonna fall down the stairs at the Brit Awards, by the way? No. I heard she did Google because that. they were making old people jokes about it. Oh, really? Like, I'm falling and I can't get up. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh, it's awful. It's, she's standing at the top of like a flight of small flight of stairs, like four or five stairs, and she's singing and taking off a cape which she's then going to have some, someone pull off behind her and she's going to step out, I guess, in some sort of other outfit. And whoever, the timing, I guess, wasn't working out right and someone pulled the cape before she had untied it and it pulls her back by the neck down the stairs like in a very ungainly fashion on live television in front of a live audience. Well, she's a yogi. She can handle it. She could deal with it. She'll, could, be, okay. she'll be okay. Could you imagine anything more embarrassing though and horrible? Uh, yeah. You could? At least they're closer. What is one thing? Being chased by a bunch of girl gypsies down the street and having it. And having it being on World Star Hip Hop, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. My guests today have been Alicia Cook and Amal Abdul Khalik, otherwise known as AF the Naysayer. You can find more about AF the Naysayer by just Googling that and then going to afthenaysayer.com or something. That's correct. That's it, okay. That's it. And Alicia. Do we have some way of finding out about W? I mean HIV prevention? I was going to say WHIV, which is a radio station which we haven't even got onto, which I'm sure you're associated with as well, are you? Uh, no, I, well, I know the people who are, but I'm not personally. No, you should. That's yeah. a, a great idea. So thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Graham DePonte. And next week we'll hopefully be back with a guy who couldn't hear because his hearing aid wasn't working. I hope so. That would be great. An interesting beginning to the show today. Thanks for being here, everybody. The producer of our show was Graham DuPonte, who is uh, sitting right across the table from us today. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe, who we also heard from. Christian Unruh is our music director, and our theme song was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of the show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show, and you can sit around a table here and have a drink for about 60 minutes, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, where you'll also find many other happy hours to listen to, as, long, as well as some other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Unlisted Nola. Keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other times sucking social media as well. And all of it where It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. If you listen to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. If you could, please just do this. It will only take you 45 seconds. Get an HIV test. That takes 20 minutes. This will take you 45 seconds. Take a moment to rate and review us. That does help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. Come and check them out. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. Andrew Duhon is on the road somewhere. You can find him at andrewduhon.com, and you can find him back here next week as well with us. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. See you back here next week on Happy Hour.